Hello, welcome to another message titled, The Word of God is All That Matters. So this was a revelation the Lord gave to me just a few days ago. 1 John 3, 24 says, Now he who keeps his commandments abides in him, and he in him. And by this we know that he abides in us by the Spirit whom he has given to us. So the Holy Spirit has been given to us, and by this Holy Spirit we abide in the Word of God. The Holy Spirit gives us the Word of God. The seed is the Word of God, and it is the Holy Spirit that gives that seed. He's the one that plants the Word of God in our minds and in our hearts. So we are supposed to accept that Word of God and walk with the Word of God. So this scripture has said it, if you keep the commandments of God, keep the Word of God, every instruction, every promise in the Word of God, walk by that, accept it. Some of those, some of the word of God that you hear will build faith in you. Why some will build love in you? Why some will build hope in you? So the word of God builds many things. So that's why the word of God produces a lot of fruits. So if you keep the word of God, that is how you abide in Christ. And Christ himself will also abide in you. So if you want to have the fruits of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, faithfulness, gentleness, goodness, kindness, patience, and self-control, what you're supposed to do is to make sure that you are firmly rooted in the Word of God. Make sure you plant the Word of God deep inside you and make sure that that Word of God bears fruits in you because it is only by that Word of God that you're going to bear fruits. That's how the Holy Spirit bears fruits in you. If you're not walking by the Word of God, if you don't know the Word of God, if you're thinking thoughts that are contrary to the Word of God, you're not going to bear fruits because there are some thoughts that you're going to be thinking that are going to be producing fear. So instead of you thinking those thoughts that are going to be producing fear in you, you're supposed to be thinking the Word of God. And when you're thinking the Word of God, what you're going to be having is peace. You're not going to be having fear. But because the Spirit that God has given us is not the Spirit of fear, but Spirit of love, power, and of a sound mind. So that's how we're supposed to be working with God. If we want to have a good relationship with God, because relationship is very important. Yes, we know that we want to be blessed and, and god wants to bless us because the word of god says that god is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him so we want to be blessed no, nobody wants to be cursed but the thing is that make sure that you're walking according to the precepts of god make sure that you're walking according to the commandment of god make sure that you're seeking the kingdom of god first because that is the word of god that is what jesus taught us that was the way that jesus lived his life so make sure that you're walking in the footsteps of Christ. And as you're doing that, all other things will be added unto you. That's how to abide. But if you're not abiding in the word of God, you don't care about the word of God. You don't care about fruits of the Holy Spirit. You don't care about growing. You don't care about Christian maturity. You just don't care about, you know, your soul progressing and prospering. You know, the Bible says, Beloved, I wish that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So, God wants you to prosper and be in health, but your soul must prosper. God will not like it if your soul is not prospering. If you're someone that is going around causing harm, how are you expecting God that God is going to validate your behavior? You know, He's not going to validate that. He, he, he corrects His children. He chastens His children. So, He wants you to act in accordance with His word. He wants you to reflect Him. He wants you to be a light. He doesn't want you to have any kind of darkness in you. So that is why it's very important for you to abide in the word of God. This is how to get the heart of God. This is how to, you know, have union with Christ. 
he, the word of God says that if you abide in me, I and the Father will come and live in you. So God wants to shower us with his presence. He wants to bless us. He, he wants us to be constantly happy and joyful. But at the same time, make sure that you're seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness first. This word of God has told you, now he who keeps his commandments abides in him and he in him. So if you're abiding in the commandments of God, if you're keeping it, that's what he said. If you're keeping this, the commandments of God, you are abiding in God. God is abiding in you. So it, it's our responsibility. You know, we're all on different phases of our Christian work, but it's our responsibility to keep doing it, to keep praying for grace. Ability comes from God. We can't do it by our own power, but we must have focus. That's the important thing. The important thing is that we should have focus. So as long as we're focusing and asking God for help, meditation on the word of God, trying to get to know the commandments of God, God himself will be the one helping us and moving us forward. It's very important, regardless of everything, regardless of what is going on around you, regardless of the problems that you have. Everybody has problems. Some people have worse than others. Some people were even born with certain afflictions and God wants to heal them. So regardless of anything that is bad around you, just make sure that you don't let that take away the love that you have for God. Make sure that you're still loving God. You're thanking God. You're loving Him. You're praising Him. Even as, even as you're waiting upon Him to heal you. Even as you're doing everything possible to get your healing. Make sure that you're still loving God and you're loving His commandments and you're walking in line with His commandments. Just make sure that you're doing what you can to show God that you love Him. So it's very important. John 5, 4 says, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. John 15, 4. So you need to abide in Christ. Um, abiding in Christ now is abiding in the word of God. He is the word of God. That's why I said, the Lord said to me in this message, this revelation, the word of God is all that matters. So Christ saying abide in me, he's saying abide in his word. Make sure that you don't break the word of God, make sure that you're cherishing this word of God, knowing that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. That's how you abide in Christ. It's not having an imaginary Christ in your mind or imaginary idea of who you think Christ is, then walking by human traditions, human rules and regulations, and then you think you're abiding. You're not. Even Jesus said it. So you leave the commandments of God and you follow the commandments of men. A lot of people are still doing it now. People deceive people. So they present another commandment to them. Do this, do that. And those things are not the word of God. So we all have the Bible. Thank God for, for that. The Bible is everywhere, online. You, so you can get the Bible anywhere. So you should read the word of God. The, the word of God says every word that comes out of the mouth of God. That's what the word of God says. Every word that comes out of the mouth of God. So it's our responsibility to read the Bible and know every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Make sure we're walking in line with that. If you're deceived, then you, you're not going to blame anybody else. We blame ourselves when we're deceived. Why? Because we have the word of God. We have the Holy Spirit. So on the judgment day, you're not, you're not going to blame somebody else for being deceived. Because you, you have the word of God, you have the Holy Spirit, so why leave the word of God and the Holy Spirit and let someone else deceive you? Be like the Berean Christians, even Paul himself. It, it, you know, Paul was the one that God used the most when it comes to the New Testament, the New Covenant. Yet, Paul will finish teaching them and they will go and cross-check to see if what Paul was teaching them 
was true. That's what they constantly did. And that's why the Bible describes them as noble-minded. They were more noble-minded and more fair-minded than other believers. So now what you should take away is that that is what it means to be noble-minded or fair-minded. That's the kind of mind God wants you to have. Even though it was Paul that said it, they didn't just take it for granted. Paul said it, that is it. No. They still went and cross-checked the Bible. So that's what you should do. Whatever teaching you're listening to, any teaching at all, whatever it is, you're, you're hearing that teaching, go back. Because no human being is going to take the place of the Word of God and the Holy Spirit in your life. Jesus said, I will send another helper. The Holy Spirit is the teacher that is going to come and lead you into all the truth. So nobody can take the place of the Holy Spirit. Nobody. Any message you're listening to, even this one you're listening to now, it is the Holy Spirit that is going to teach you. You still go back to the Word of God and read and meditate and contemplate and compare and contrast. That's how you're going to do it. Your primary teacher is the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Jesus teaches you through his Holy Spirit. So it's our responsibility to make sure that we're constantly in the Word of God, we're walking in the Word of God, because that is how the devil knocks us out. That is how the devil deceives us. Through this Word of God that people just, you know, just disregard. That, that's the deception we're talking about. Because the devil knows the word of God. The word of God says that death gets its power from sin. Sin gets its power from the law. This law we're talking about is the word of God. There is a new law. There's a, an old law. The new law of the new covenant. There's an old law of the old covenant. But the whole thing is that it's Christ's law. The new law is Christ's law. And this law has so many the word of god has the law has the promises has so many things inside it so this new law is what you should walk in this new pattern of worship is what you should walk in so it is your responsibility to make sure that you know that law the devil goes around testing tempting doing all sorts of things that's why he, that's his work and he knows it that's why the bible says resist the devil you resist the devil with the word of god because that was how jesus did it so that's the only way that the devil is going to outsmart anybody through deception because the devil knows the word of God. He knows it. Even the Bible said, do you believe in God? Even the demons believe in God and they tremble with fear. That was what James said when James was saying, faith without works is dead. That are you going to say you have faith and then you refuse to help people do the right thing? And you're saying you have faith. See, your faith is not a big deal. Because even the demons believe in God. You believe in God. The demons believe in God. So what's the difference? That's what James was saying. He said the demons believe and tremble with fear. The human beings haven't trembled. The demons believe and tremble with fear. The devil believes and he trembles too. The devil has never believed that he's God. Because the word of God is saying that the demons believe in God. That means the devil believes in God. If the demon thought it was God, why did he go to start trying to make Job, God himself, be the one to give him permission to afflict Job? Why, why does the devil go to God to collect permission if he thinks he's God? He can only deceive human beings to believe that he's God, but he knows that he's not God. So we human beings are the ones that get deceived. But in the spirit world, everything is settled there. They know what they are walking by. They are walking by the word of God. They are walking by the new law. That's why Jesus told Peter, said, Simon, Simon, the devil has received permission from God to test you as wheat. So you can see that the devil goes to collect permission. Even when Jesus was there, when Jesus was on earth, Jesus said it. So you can see that he, he knows his position very, very well. He knows his work and he's doing his work very well. 
So we are to do our own work very well, and our own work is to resist that devil. Jesus also told Peter, he said, but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail you. That the devil has received permission to test him as, and, and sift him as wheat, but that he has prayed for him that his faith will not fail him. Jesus didn't stop that. That means every man is going to be tested. Every man is going to experience some level of testing, some level of temptation. That is why you're supposed to pray. Jesus said, lead us not into temptation. You pray. And he said, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. All those things are the devil that brings them. But it has been decreed that it's going to happen. So by that prayer now, the tempta- if you're praying, if you're very prayerful and watchful, then your temptation is going to be very little and it's not going to overpower you. Even the test that Jesus was talking about for Peter, he said, I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail you. So you just have to keep praying. But the devil is doing his work, so we should do our own work. And our own work is to resist the devil. And how do we resist this devil we're talking about? That's what we're talking about now, abiding in the word of God, making sure we abide in the word of God. The pattern of worship we've seen in the New Testament, that's how we should do our own worship. We should not do any worship that is not according to that pattern you know when god was talking to, to the israelites he said do not worship me the way that the pagans worship their idols so there's a pattern of worship in the new testament so we need to mimic that we need to imitate that pattern of worship we should not create our own pattern of worship that's the, the main thing that's part of obedience that's even the number one commandment love the lord your god worship god so we know that then all the commandments that are there we work in those commandments, we work in all those precepts. Anything you've seen in the word of God, how God has stated it, how God wants it to be, that's how we should be working. So it is our law. Death gets its power from sin. Sin gets its power from the law. So you can see that that is where the devil is getting his power from the law. This word of God that me and you read, that's where the devil is getting his power from. So that's why the Lord says we said the word of god is all that matter make sure that you constantly put on the word of god make sure that you're constantly walking in the word of god walking by the word of god jesus himself is the word of god when he came on earth because he's the word of god he constantly walked in the word of god and that was why he was constantly victorious and then he showed us the way that since he came as the word of god and he's constantly walking in the word of god living in the word of god and the word of god is the will of god so we also we should imitate him in that way that we don't joke with this word of God. Because it is by this word of God that we're going to have victory. It is this word of God, the more we abide there, the more we're going to be enjoying the blessings of God and the presence of God. So it is this word of God that ushers us into the presence of God. It's the bridge. When, when you hear that Jesus is the bridge, it's the word of God that the, the Bible is talking about. It's the word of God. Jesus is the wisdom of God. It's that word of God that is the bridge. And the word of God is something you walk in, walk by. You, you obey. You abide in. You know, the scripture we read that is abide. We keep to it. We follow it. That's, that's what the word of God is. There is no other way around it. There is no shortcut around it. Remember, there was a, a revelation I shared some time ago that the Lord spoke to me and said, you cannot break the word of God and get away with it. And I've noticed that anytime I break the word of God, I experience judgment. I do. God, the Lord will chasten me. So I constantly pray for grace. I pray for grace and I keep asking God to help me to keep walking in his word and his will. So we should be watchful like that. We should be watchful. 
it's very important for us to constantly walk in the word of god because that is where the devil gets his victory from like i've illustrated to you the devil knows the word of god if he doesn't know it, he's not going to be using that word of god to test you he knows it. the demons too they know the word of god that's why james said do you believe in god the demons believe and they trust so they believe in god they believe in the word of god they believe the devil believes but they use that now to deceive because they, they will turn everything around in order to see if they can deceive you so that's why their work is deception know it now that in order for something to be called deception it is the person knows the truth before someone can come and deceive you because before something can be a lie is it possible for something to be a lie if the person did not know that it's a lie before someone can lie the person already knew the truth the person knew the truth and decided to lie and say something opposite of that with an intention to defraud, to deceive, to steal, just to do evil. The Bible calls the devil the father of lies. So he, he knows. He, before you can deceive somebody, you know the truth. That's why it is called deception. You, you know the truth, then you use that truth. You twist it, you turn it around and you use that truth to deceive. You say something else in order to deceive. So that's how deception works. You you, you have to know the truth before you can deceive. So you ought to have known something before you can now deceive some somebody. That's how deception works. All the people that deceive, even human beings that deceive, that's how they walk by. But they will be thinking, I'm so smart, I just deceived this one. They know, they know that they deceive somebody. Anytime they deceive somebody, they're healing themselves. Ah, I'm so smart. That's the, the demonic kind of wisdom. And so that's what the devil is doing. He knows that he's deceiving. He, he knows that even his time is coming to an end. So he's more aggressive in that deception. That's his work. He's doing his work well. So we, we have the word of God. We have truth. We have light. We have knowledge. We have, God has given us Holy Spirit. God has given us the word of God. So we should use the word of God and walk in the spirit. Hear from the voice of the Holy Spirit. Be led by the Holy Spirit and use the word of God that we hear to or knock out the devil, to, to overcome him, to have victory over the devil. That's the only way it's going to work. That's the only way it's going to work. By constantly knowing the word of God, hearing the voice of God, and walking in it. Everything, not just one. The whole counsel of the word of God, not partial. God is not interested in partial. Why? Because Jesus did not walk in partial. Jesus was not walking partial, half and half. And Jesus said that, he will spit the lukewarm out of his mouth. Well, lukewarm is not, he said, you, it's better for you that you're either hot or cold. So lukewarm is not being in the middle. You're not hot, you're not cold, you're just lukewarm. Jesus is not interested in that. God is not interested in that. He's not interested in lukewarm. He's interested in complete. That's why he said, I have not found your works perfect. I have not found your works complete in the sight of my God. And as he said that, he was passing the judgment. So if you don't get to completion, if you're not complete, if you're not mature, you're still opening the door for the devil to have some kind of level of victory over you. So God has decreed this. If we are obedient, we're supposed to know that this is what God wants. He said it. Be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. We know it's not easy, but we work in it. We strive in it every day. We're constantly yearning to be more and more like Jesus. It's a journey. We just keep doing it. We keep doing it. We keep practicing it. God himself is faithful. The ability comes from him. Grace comes from him. So as we're doing that, we're praying, knowing that of ourselves, we can do nothing. Knowing that man's power is of no use at all. That is where humility comes in. So as we're doing that, crucifying the flesh, 
crucifying our human nature, God will be helping us. We, we pray for grace. We, we allow the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of, of truth to lead us. And as that is happening, we're getting more and more sanctified. Sanctification comes through the Holy Spirit by the word of God. That's the sanctification. So as we're getting more and more sanctified, we're going to be experiencing more and more of the presence of God. And then, you know, we're going to be getting more and more protection. And God is going to be blessing us more and more. Why? Because he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And he said it that seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things will be added unto you. That is how to believe the word of God. If you believe this word and you're walking in it, automatically those all other things will be added unto you automatically as you, you're, you're working in the word of God and doing things the way that God wants. It, it won't be by force or you trying to get things by force from God. It will just be God doing it the, the way that he wants to do it. You're not going to be stressed out. God will just be with you. God can be with you. God can walk with you like with Abraham. And remember that God told him, told Abraham, be blameless and walk with me and Abraham was doing that so that's how God wants us to be so uh, I want to just let you know is that it's important to walk in the word of God the word of God is all that matters our focus should always be in the word of God we should never remove our eyes from the word of God we should keep seeking this word of God keep walking in wisdom and revelation of this word of God Philippians 1 11 says your lives will be filled with it truly good qualities which only jesus christ can produce for the glory and praise of god so we're talking about now truly good good qualities which only jesus christ can produce so it's only jesus christ that can produce those good qualities so if we know it and realize that it is by the grace of god jesus is the grace of god the power of god he it is jesus himself by his holy spirit that can produce us so as we yield our honor is to yield and to surrender and to submit as we yield and submit and surrender and desire to keep walking in God, in the word of God, to, to keep being obedient, to keep abiding. Then Jesus will be the one producing it. Ability comes from God. Ability cannot come from man. The man's power cannot do anything. So Jesus is going to be the one now giving you the ability, the grace, and keep, he will keep refining you and purifying you to, to walk in his ways and in his word. John 14, 15 says, if you love me, keep my commandments. So that is still the same thing. So if you love me, keep my command. If you love Jesus, so because a lot of us, you know, are used to talking about how much we love God, how much we love Jesus. But anytime temptation comes, we, we fall. We, we instantly forget that love we're talking about. But the kind of love that God wants is practical love, not fake love. The love that when the devil comes to test you and tempt you, you know, he, he tempts and he tests. He will test you, bring in trials to see if you will denounce God like what he did with Job. We undergo tests and trials, but we don't know it. He will tempt you, tempt you to commit sin, to go against the word of God. So that's where our problem is. If we can defeat that, defeat temptation, defeat trials, know how to put on the complete armor of God and defeat temptation and trials, we will be victorious. That's why I keep saying our problem is from within us, not from outside. God did not leave us helpless. God just didn't leave us as victims. No, he has given us ability. There's grace available. There's Holy Spirit. There's the word of God. So, you know, we can overcome. He has commanded us to, if, if we couldn't overcome, it, it wouldn't it be unfair for God to expect us to overcome. So he's a very loving God, very loving father. 
So if he's telling us to overcome, that means it is possible and he has given us the ability. The ability is possible. The ability is there through him. The grace is there through him. So as we keep depending on him and working in him, he, he'll be doing it. He'll be helping us to overcome temptation, overcome trials. So that's how it works. So we need to understand that it is very possible. Because I know some people just give up and say it's not possible. That, that level of holiness is not possible. That level of righteousness is not possible. Maturity is not possible. The Lord told me, teach them how to get to maturity. If you check the scriptures, that's what Paul was teaching. Paul was teaching believers how to get to maturity, sanctity, sanctification, righteousness, holiness. Because he knew that that, that was where the problem was. And then by the grace of God, when he, the anointing is upon him, he healed those that, you know, that the Lord has commanded him to heal. And that's just how it works. But we can't do anything by our own power. We cannot do anything by our own power. What we can do is what God has told us to do, we do it. That's how to be obedient. Jesus himself was teaching people how to be perfect, how to be holy, how to be righteous. That's what he, he was doing. And then he was healing the anointing because he was preaching the truth. So God was with him. God was with him and then, you know, confirming confirming the word that Jesus was preaching, confirming the teaching of Jesus, that Jesus is teaching people the right thing. So God was confirming with miracles, signs, and wonders. So that was confirmation that this is the master. This master is teaching you the truth. Follow his teachings. So that's how it is. So you don't put miracle first and put God behind. You don't put blessings first and put God behind. Jesus didn't do that. Paul didn't do that. The apostles didn't do that. So there is a way that God wants us to walk. And that way is going to give us peace at all times. Even when you're in trials, you can have peace. A lot of people are going through trials now, but it is possible for you to have peace in a time of trials. Why? Because we are not God. We can depend on God and God himself, even as we're depending on him, waiting upon him to help us, to heal us, to solve this problem or that problem. We can have peace. We can actually have peace because there is nothing that we can obtain by ourselves. So that peace is very important. As long as you're yielding and just being patient and walking in God, walking in the ways of God, God will give you peace. Even as you're waiting upon him for him to visit you for one thing or the other to help you, he will give you that peace. You're going to have the fruits of the Holy Spirit. When you have peace, nothing can take away that peace. Nothing can surpass that peace. No amount of material blessings can take away that peace. So that's what we need. And God himself will also reward you. He also bless you. So that's how we should live our lives so that we know that we're constantly walking with God and having the fruits of the Holy Spirit. So that's how God wants you to be. He wants you to walk in his commandments. He wants you to abide. He wants you to obey. He wants you to get to Christian maturity. That's where he wants you to be. And then God will crown you with glory and make you a vessel of honor. So I pray for you and I pray that your focus is constantly on the word of God. May the Lord make you complete through the blood of Jesus Christ. May the Lord give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of the word of God. May great grace be upon you. May grace, mercy, and peace be yours in full measure may you be passionate for the word of god and the will of god may your constant desire be to please god at all times may the lord bless you and keep you in jesus name i pray amen being blessed have a good day bye